Welcome to Reframe Your Life, a podcast for women who want to live and lead their lives differently and explore topics relevant to all areas of their life. Hello, Life Reframers. I'm Sandy Reynolds, and I'm here with Joanne Gibson. Joanne, how are you today? I'm good, thanks, Sandy. (laughs) Sorry, I can't. Can I tell our listeners, like, this is our fourth time of trying to start this one. We're really struggling with this topic today, guys, so. Oh, for sure. This is the first time we've really had this big of a struggle, so it's kind of funny. (laughs) I just hit my head on my microphone, too, so that'll be that nice sound effect for people. But we are here. It's our 45th episode, and we want to talk about how to stop caring about what other people think. And it's, I think it's something that Joanne and I both have worked very hard on in our lives. And we've talked about it in our podcast, and we talk about it with our clients and with women um, that we that we know well, our friends, that this is an issue for a lot of us that we get really caught up in what other people think and we don't even want to admit it. We, you know, there's, there's that whole Mm -hmm. thing that people always say, Oh, I don't care what anyone thinks, but we do. And we don't Mm -hmm. like it about ourselves. So we wanted to have this episode where we talk about that. And, um, Joanne and I, we're just going to go for it today. Like we have started four times. We're just going now. (laughs) So, Whatever happens, happens. So welcome to Reframe Your Life and let's try and reframe this topic. Yeah, it's a it's a hard one for us to grapple and, and we're going to kind of use it interchangeably, caring about what other people think. Sandy and I often talk about needing to be liked and I think that's part of it. I think on some level we all care about what people think. Whether that's a deep ingrained level of needing to be liked, that will vary amongst people I think so yeah we're going to go for it today and and we're still grappling with it because even though we're aware of it Sandy it still shows up and because we reflect so much and because we really do some deep questioning of ourselves sometimes it it shows up even though we are aware of it we haven't been able to um, control it if you like So where do you see it come up in your life? Like, let's just start there. Where have you seen yourself or people that you're coaching or working with? Where have you seen this or evidence that maybe they're caring too much about what other people think? So straight up, people have to give feedback to others. You know, they often don't want to give critical feedback to to others or constructive feedback to others everyone wants to give that oh yeah you did great you did a great job yeah yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> they want to do that but when it comes down to it, it this is what you need to improve and I see it a lot in managers they don't want to do it and that's what a lot of coaching is around and but the funny thing is often when you give really good critical feedback to others they often respect you more because you're helping them grow and you're helping them develop but we can take things so personally on on an emotional level that that often gets in a way but I really think comfortable giving that constructive feedback to others I really think it comes down to the fear of caring about what other people think mm. of them you know they won't like me after or or I don't know how the conversation is going to go and stuff and yeah so I agree I see it there when people have to give feedback I also see it I think in the way that we pay so much attention to how we look as women. 
you know, when we're going to certain places, we, we really put a lot of time, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, because I think sometimes we are judged by those things, and so there's, um, we're being smart when we think about how we, how we present ourselves, but I think sometimes we can, um, we have these messages that come to us about how we should look, and we care too much about what people think about how we look. So I'm just thinking, it's not even just about how we look physically. It can be about how our our houses look or how our, you know, all of those things. Oh, I, yeah. I do think we get these messages from advertising and marketing all the time to make us feel like we are successful when things look a certain way in our life. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that feeds into um, that thinking about what other people think. If I can stay at home all day without makeup on, why do I need to put it on when I go out of the house? Mm -hmm. You know, like, and I'm talking about me personally. Yeah. And, or, yep. you know, what kind of car you drive or, you know, these are messages that I think come at us all the time that, that are constantly giving us this standard for what success is or what we should look like or or what our home should be like, or what our garden should look like, or what our deck should look like, <laughs> become really caught up in it. I think that's what what marketing is built on. I could go on a rant right now, I think, <laughs> about that stuff. But I do. I think, you know, people, but at the end of the day, people really think about us far less than we imagine they do. And that's that's been something that's been really helpful for yes. me to remind myself. So I think that we probably all care what other people think about us but we might care about it in different areas in our life so some person some people might really care that people think they're smart and some people might really care that people oh. think they're well put together and some people might care that other people think they have a lot of friends or they're well connected you know and that comes out of our values i think but um mm. so i think for all of us so when someone says i don't care what people think it's probably they don't care what people think about whatever area you're struggling with, but there's probably some area in their life where they really do care what other people think. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think on some level, everyone does. Um, yeah. And the, and the way you've explained it there, fair to say, I think if we didn't care at all about anyone, what anyone thought, then I think we'd be living our lives differently. So so I think it has um, – it's like on a spectrum or a continuum, you know, and, and different areas of intensity and, and, and different areas of what you most value. And I think it's – I think it's the same for men and women, although we're making gross generalizations here. It's so, our podcast. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, and I, but, I, but I do. I think it is the same for men and women, like you just said, you know. Um, for men, it might show up as, as always needing to have the answer or um, being the smartest person in the room or whatever it is. For women, it might show up as being accepted, being, being included, being part of the group kind of thing. I think the question to ask is why does this matter? Like why are we talking about this today? Why are we suggesting we need to stop caring about what other people think? And 
again, the reasons will be numerous, but I think the main thing that I've learned through my journey is that it can drive my behavior and my action in ways that I'm not conscious about. I have an example of that, not from me, but from someone I was talking to this week and they were planning a weekend away with, um, like her and her husband and uh, she had invited her friend and her husband had invited his friend and they were kind of trying to set this couple of these two people up and, but these people were aware of it. So they were going to some winery or something and then the guy had to pull out and, um, the the couple there the woman that was coming along with them she was like oh no problem it'll still be a fun weekend but they didn't they the um couple were thinking well if if he's not coming like we'd rather just go away on our own like this is where i think it plays oh, out but they didn't yeah. she didn't want to say anything to her friend and say you know what since it's not going to be that kind of a weekend now, my husband and I would really like to get away on our own. So she didn't want to make her friend feel bad. She was worried what yeah. she would think and all of that. And so here's here's an example. So And chances are maybe her friend didn't want to go either, but she didn't want to let them down. What happens when we're not truthful? So instead of, you know, so now the three of them are going away for this weekend and it's, you know, it's got that thing hanging over it that nobody really yeah. spoke truthfully about what, what they really wanted. And so nobody would probably really get what they wanted out of the weekend. It would be mm. fine, but it just won't be what it would be if they could just stop being so worried about hurting the other person or caught up in yeah. those things, right? And I think that's part of it. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's why it matters. And and yes, we will want to compromise and things like that for people. Um, but I think if it's a pattern that it's constantly happening, and there's some resentment or regret or cha- you know inner challenge that you're feeling, then that's a real time to kind of go, okay, like what am I doing here? That's why it matters so that we can always be true to ourselves and when we make the compromise, it's, it's, it's coming from a place of authenticity, authentically wanting to make that compromise rather than a place of wanting to be like because I think that or, or wanting, worried about what they care about us because I think that's where challenges can start to form. Exactly. And we can hold ourselves back. So I was thinking about this one. I've just been um, – I've just offered a webinar for the first time to a new audience through my business. And it's been really scary because I think, what if only five people sign up for my webinar? What will those five people think? What will they, you know, will they think, oh, this wasn't a good idea? Like, you know, there wasn't a hundred people online. So it's, um, you know, all of that, but it can really Mm -hmm. limit us. And then I just had to stop and think about it and think, so what? You know, they can reframe that and think, wow, we had almost one-on-one attention and we were able to really engage with each other on this topic rather than being in a group of a hundred people. So Mm -hmm. it can hold us back. I think when we start making decisions around what other people think, instead of just making decisions around what we know we want to do and, and uh, not worry about what other people think because that's their issue to sort of Mm. not ours. So what do you think people are afraid of when they're 
caring so much about what what people think of them i think they're worried about how people perceive them you know so they're it's it's it is very ego driven very much driven by wanting to be seen in a certain way so you know i'm afraid i'm going to disappoint you or i'm going to i'm afraid you're going to think i'm a bitch if i say this yeah ego and then a bit of shame as well you know i just thinking about some of brene's brown brene brown's work you know like it's uh we might feel shameful um if we have to reveal our true selves or um and it comes up a lot sandy you know i i coach young entrepreneurs who want to start businesses and I often try to encourage them to reach out to some competition Mm -hmm. you know and have a have a conversation and you know well won't they so no and I said well they may but they may say yes as well (laughs) You, you never know and I just I always share the story of another entrepreneur in in Guelph actually who did that and and the person opened their door with open arms and then they became like she became her mentor to help her establish her business and she was yeah she was in competition they both sell clothes but they could see the value in bringing people down and 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 engaging with the same audience so um and that, I think, comes from shame. If you're, if you're approaching a stranger, I don't think it's on a deep level of wanting to be liked, like a friendship, but it's like embarrassment and shame and my ego's being bruised, things like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of a learned behavior. I do think it is shame-based because, you know, when you see little kids, they don't care what other people think at all. They, you know, they run around, they pick their nose in front of people, they, you know, pull up their shirts and look at their bellies and you know they just don't care and then somewhere along the line that's sort of taken away and we become much more self-conscious about Mm. about how other people view us and it can be really challenging and I think we have a whole generation who are being brought up to measure themselves by how many likes they have how many people Mm. like what they share and I don't know how that will affect them as adults and contribute to caring too much what other people think. I mean, that's really what's behind social media and Instagram is how many people like you, how many people follow you, how many people, you know, respond to what you post. If you put something up and nobody likes it, what does that say about you? And I I think it's curious to me how that's going to play out for people and how they're going to learn to separate themselves and who they are from what people say online about them. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so we've spoken about what we think is behind behind it and, and why it matters. So let's talk about some strategies of trying to overcome this. So... What's something you have done, Sandy, to be conscious about stopping to care about what people think? Okay, so one thing that I think has really helped me, and I think this is something that comes with age and perspective, is you become more clear about who you are and who you're not. So I think that's really helped me, is just becoming more comfortable with who I am. 
and trusting myself. And, um, you know, I feel that I've, I've done a lot of work on sorting myself out and I, I know who I am and what I'm not. So if somebody misjudges me or misreads me or misinterprets something I do or say, I don't take it nearly as personally as I might yeah. have in the past. Yeah. So can I challenge you a little bit? Sure. Because I, uh, I always thought it was age and perspective too, but I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily age. Like I'm just reflecting on an interview we did this week of a woman who's in her thirties and has gone through a phenomenal experience to discover who she is. <laughs> yes. And she doesn't care whether, like she's not basing her value on people, how many people like her book, for example. Um, so, so so yes, I think for the general population, it, it may be like a, a, an age thing. And I have heard friends say, yeah, at, at the older you get, the less you care. And and I think that's true on one hand, but I also think it's um, it would it would depend on some of your experiences. And I'm even thinking about my husband, like he's not. And and maybe this comes from an introversion extroversion thing that Sandy that that we kind of discussed um, in one of our other takes. <laughs> It take three. It, it being clear on who you are and, and uh, I don't know, I feel like he's intri- intrinsically kind of knows who he is and understands exactly who he is and, uh, and, and that's kind of what guides him and if he's not bothered whether if people will get the wrong interpretation or impression or whatever. So, so, so yeah, I think it does come with age, but I also think it could come with other, uh, it could come earlier depending on experiences and stuff and maybe personality type too. Yes. So, okay. I you know. agree with you. I, I think that it does come with age in that you have more experiences behind you. And so mm-hmm. you become clearer about who you are. And I think, but I do think that some people are able to do that work in their twenties. I'm not sure much before your twenties yeah. people do it, but I think, you know, twenties and thirties people definitely yeah. are clear about who they are. And some people are fortunate enough to like this person that you're talking about, who mm. we will have on the program in the future, uh, on an episode to, to make, uh, the effort to really do that deep work and they benefit from it. But, Exactly. So I had a quote for this that I wanted to share because I read this book by this woman, Glennon Doyle Melton, and I'm sure some of our uh, listeners have heard of her, read her book, Love Warrior. And she says that self-betrayal is allowing fear to overrule the still small voice of truth. And to me, that really speaks about being clear about who you are, because when like that's what self-betrayal is to me is not being true to yourself. And Mm -hmm. um, so I I really like that. So when we let fear get in the way of us really listening to our own truth, then we betray ourselves. And uh, so that's one for me. That's how I think I've over one of the ways I've overcome caring about what people think is about being clear about who I am. And how about you? What's something you've done? I don't want to move on from that one yet. Okay. I'm pretty clear on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Speak your no, well, truth. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned the person. So we her episode will be out next week. 
So uh, if you're listening to this episode, then make sure you listen to the next one because it's a it's a story of a phenomenal woman who in her 20s went on a journey and she actually calls it a journey of self-discovery. So that's why this is our number one, you know, be clear on who you are. And it took a lot of hard work for her to get there. Um, and we can do that. We don't have, we have to go on these massive journeys. We can do it however we need to do it. I absolutely agree. Be, be clear on um, who you are in terms of who, you know, what your values are and what, what you stand for and, and don't sway from that. You know, don't sway from that. We, we, we all have something to offer. And if that means that people leave our lives, um, then that's okay too. You know, there's plenty of other people. We can find our tribe somewhere else. So, right. And I think you'll be tested on this. I think when mm-hmm. you decide who this is who you are, you will get tested on that to see how, how committed you are to the path you've chosen. Oh, yeah. So for me, I've used a lot of reflection and I haven't necessarily journaled, but I really kind of ask myself, where are these thoughts coming from? And why am I saying or doing this? And I'll kind of ask myself a number of whys. And if I come down to it's because I I want them to like me, then I'll just, I'm self-aware and I'll just rethink what my action or my decision will be and for me so how I've played this out is I've had to establish boundaries for achieving some of my goals when I've perhaps found myself moving out of my boundaries I've really kind of checked okay Joanne why are you doing this you know why are you doing this and I'll and I'll check in on myself about everything does it mean you're being too strict or anal about your goals could you, you know, is it worth shifting a goal? Like what, what, what is this of value to you? Um, or do you want to do, do this to be liked? You know, what, I really just kind of question myself. So a lot of reflection and a lot of thought, not into everything. Um, but I do it when I'm triggered, like if I'm triggered or, uh, something's upset me or, yeah. Yeah. I think you do that a lot. You were doing, you were, we were having a conversation earlier today and you were telling me about Mm -hmm. a situation where you felt a little triggered and Mm -hmm. that's exactly what you did. You sat back and you thought, so why does this upset me? Is it because I care what this person thinks? Is this because, you know, they're not treating me well and Mm. this is a valid way to feel or what's behind my reaction in this situation. So I think that's a, a great strategy to Mm -hmm. understand and to get some insight into what is was it really bothering you in the situation Mm. because then you can choose to take the action you want to take so another one that I have um to thank you for well I think you really remind me to do this one a lot is being clear on how I measure success so Mm -hmm. you often ask me that you'll say so how are you measuring success so, and I think it's a great strategy to stop caring what people think, unless how you're measuring your success. But for most of us, it isn't. So if I'm measuring success for this webinar by actually figuring out how to market and how to run a webinar, and if I measure my success by, I know that I've got great content and I'm really excited to share this with people, then it doesn't matter what other people think because Mm -hmm. that's not how I'm measuring success. 
I'm, I'm not a movie where I'm looking for the critics to give me reviews. You know, I'm, I'm a person <laughs> with a business running a webinar. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day what people think about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's um, an interesting reframe, that one, when I made that. And I'm not sure I'm there. I have to look at some of my other goals. But it, we can only measure – well, for me, I feel like I can only measure success based on what's in my control. And if we're trying to measure it based on what other people think, do, or act, or feel, or whatever, then wow. Like we're like, I don't know, we must have magical powers or something. Because how, <laughs> how do you get to control that, you know? <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And you did a great reframe for that. So, yeah, I think that's a great strategy. Be yeah, clear on how really you're measuring helpful. success. Yeah, and mm. thank you for reminding me of that because you, you ask me that every once in a while when I'm mm -hmm. talking about something. You'll say, so, Sandy, how are you measuring success <laughs> on that? And it's like, yeah, that's a good reminder because, you know, it, and that can apply to anything. That can apply to a decision to quit your job and go on a huge journey. You yeah. Know, how are you measuring success? So we had uh, Tracy on on uh, last week and you know she had to make some hard decisions to disappoint people around her and she couldn't care what you know she if she stopped what she was doing because in the story about her sister not wanting her to go to Florida she would yeah. never have gone and that was a huge opportunity for her but that wasn't how she was measuring success wasn't going to be what her sister thought it mm -hmm. was about doing what she felt like she needed to do. So I think that's a really good one. Now, I think there's some people in our lives that we should care about what they think. Mm -hmm. Bre Brene Brown has said this as, as a strategy. Take out a one-inch-by-one-inch one piece of paper and write the names of the people in your life who whose opinions really matter to you. And you, you can only fit a few names on a one-inch-by-one-inch square piece of paper so that has been a really good strategy for me as I and I, I've only actually got three names on my piece of paper <laughs> so as I kind of go through life and go ask their opinions which I do but often I use that piece of paper by kind of saying to myself what would such and such think of this what, what would they say now sometimes I'll go to them and ask them as well but nine times out of ten, they're, they're my cheerleaders and supporters backing me along the way. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah. So it, it, it doesn't matter that I may have disappointed someone based on what I fundamentally and truly believe. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I can – and I, I matter. So if I can go, okay, no, put my hand on the heart and feel like I – was ethical and moral in that situation or whatever, then go for it. And if it means that person's not going to like what they hear, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry. And I say that and it doesn't, doesn't mean it just kind of brushes off, but it means I will continue to take that action that I, that I think I should take. So, so I'm with you on that. Like I don't have a lot of names on that. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually thought about that as an example today too, is to care about what some people think and, what I find is that, so I probably have three or four people who I care what they think, but I even don't care what they think about 
certain things. Yeah, right. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. like, I might care what they think about um, one aspect of my life, but there might be other decisions that I'm making, and I don't really feel like they can speak into that. Right. They're important to me, though. So if I do go down a path in general, and they're saying, whoa, I think you need to, like, really think about what you're doing, then then it would be of value to me. But yeah, I would say um, probably three or four people mm-hmm. would be on my list as well. And it's kind of freeing when you think about that. Like, I, you know, if you ask yourself, so why do I care what this person's opinion is? Or why do I care what they think? It, you kind of say, if you can, can't name a person, okay, here's another strategy. If you can't actually name a person, then that's a, a good thing as well. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if if I say, oh, I'm worried what people think, Brian will actually often ask me, who? Whose opinion mm-hmm. are you worried about? And if I say, well, I don't know, just, you know. People. <laughs> and then it'd be like, then you got to let that go. Because if, if you're just like, if you're worried about what people in general think, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> But sometimes you will, it, it actually is one person. Yeah. And you're just saying, I'm worried about what people think, but it's really at your at the heart of it. You're worried about what a certain person will think. Mm-hmm. So ask yourself, yeah. who is that person? And are they on your list of your little one by one square of paper? Yeah, I love that strategy. It's a great strategy. And just as we were on, because we got that from Brene Brown, something else she also thought was if you're getting feedback from people, don't care about the, oh, it's great, and the, oh, it's shit feedback on the ends. Only care about the constructive feedback. No, So constructive, I mean, oh, it's great because, Sandy, I like the way you shared that story because it really helped me um, see myself in that kind of situation or I, it, it didn't really resonate with me because all the suggestions you gave I couldn't connect with right Right. so that's versus the oh it's great versus the oh it's shit and no other explanation so she said she because well, she puts her stuff out there all the time so she discards Anything that just says, oh, I really liked the podcast or I really liked your book, it was great. She just deletes, deletes, deletes. But she'll she'll keep the ones that go into, like what was great and what was not good. She'll keep the ones that go into a lot more detail. Um, so really, if you relate that to social media that we've been talking about, we should just discard all the likes. Mm-hmm. You know, just discard all the likes and focus on the comments that people. I, I totally agree with that. We just yeah. we get caught up in that, though. You know, like how many people yeah. are following us and how much, how many people are liking us. Yeah, I like that a lot. Funny the feedback. Let the top end and the bottom end go, and just focus on the actual valid, kind of constructed, insightful yeah. information. You know, information yeah. that people give you. And I ask people, and so funnily enough, they often can't say so I saw someone the other day and they said you know the thing you facilitated Joanne it was it was like amazing I loved it and I'm like okay great thanks what did you like about it because I'm trying to practice not getting oh yeah I'm so great yeah they loved it but what did they love about it so I got them to further explain it and that helped me Mm -hmm. it helped me see 
because it was something totally that I wasn't even thinking of. You know, they said, actually, you created a safe environment so that we could have some real good dialogue. Whereas actually I was thinking they were going to talk about how awesome I was at my sense of humour or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So great, good. I know that is what is important to you, that I created a safe environment so that you could have some really open and honest dialogue. We often do that. And it's a reminder for us as well when we give someone feedback Mm. not to be lazy and just say, oh, that was great. Thank you on your way out of a session. You know, just (laughs) take a minute and say... Thank you. I really appreciated how you demonstrated how to create a safe environment today. Mm-hmm. You know, that's much a much better way than saying, oh, thanks, that was great on your way out. Yeah, because yeah, it feeds our ego. The whole, oh, it's great, oh, it's great, oh, it's great. It just, it just feeds, it feeds. And so we've got we've to get better. And me, I'm talking about me, like as soon as I heard her say that, I was like, okay. And and I kind of bring that into the whole social media thing and everything. So I, it's a work in progress. Let's just say that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this whole topic is for all of us, if yeah. we're honest, it is a work in progress. And there will be times when, especially when people are launching something into um, a new area in their lives where they will have that self-doubt and that um, concern on a greater scale of what people think than at other times in their life. And, you know, that was one of the things that I wrote down is facing my fears, you know, just Uh being willing to recognize that, Hey, I'm really afraid about putting myself out here. And part of that fear is probably like Brene Brown. We've talked about her a few times, shame based. And, and along with shame is what do people think about me? And Mm -hmm. I need to just recognize that and keep going. Yeah, it's the, it's the fear. It's really kind of delving deep and going, okay, understanding that we're being stuck there, especially if we say we want to do something, say we want to do something, say we want to do something. Um, I'm feeling like you're going to challenge me soon because I've, I've been putting (laughs) putting off some things that I want to do. Although I challenge myself on that, Sandy, because I think, okay, you still haven't done it yet. But it, it is actually a scheduling timing thing because I have. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. i got to recheck myself every now and then. I'm like, really? Really? Yes. Is it really? I was yeah. supposed to challenge you this week because oh, you, there you, go. you sent me a text about a decision you were making. And I oh, yeah, that's right. Had sent, I had given you some feedback and I, it, I it, said it sooner or me. later. And the reason I said sooner than later in that decision was because I was afraid that you would back down on it. Yes. That you would yes. not go through with it. Yeah. Because you've heard that for a while now. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought, just do it. You know, like just go ahead yeah. and set the date and do it. Yeah. So, yeah. And if I'm honest, probably part of the reason is because I'm scared. Yeah. So it's, you know, whereas I think I gave you some other reason. Yeah. And it's funny, I felt that challenge. Oh, we know each other so well. I'm like, oh, I think she's saying, like, just do it now. <laughs> Get it done. Yeah. Commit. Commit. That's yes. really what you were saying. Yeah. Commit to this because you've been talking kind of around this. Yeah, I'll kind of ease it down. What am I afraid of? I know what I'm afraid of and I'm not going to share it. I think you know what I'm afraid of. Yeah. So I had a conversation with my husband about that this morning. Good. Because I felt that little, yeah, I felt that little bit of a challenge, right? So that's what we need. We need those relationships in our lives that will help us face our fears. 
where patterns are coming up in your life, often there's a it's it, there's a fear behind it. It's really it's interesting that um, you know with this topic about caring what other people think, and it's it's not being indifferent. I think it's not about being a harsh, cold person who you know, is just isolated and I don't give a damn what anyone thinks of me. I don't think that's what we are suggesting. I think it's about being realistic about how much people are thinking about you and who's important and really making sure that we don't let our fears and our concerns about other people and what they may or may not be thinking about us keep us from really living and leading our very best lives. So I think we should end this episode on a quote, Sandy, by Brene Brown, because we have brought her up and we do follow her and and have done some of her courses. Actually, her awesome course, if people want to do it, is I'm not sure if she offers it anymore, but I'm imperfect and I'm enough. And that was all around trying to stop caring about what other people think. Mm -hmm. Um, So her quote is, when we stop caring what people think, we lose our capacity for connection. But when we are defined by what people think, we lose the courage to be vulnerable. The solution is getting totally clear on the people whose opinions actually matter. And you, Life Reframers, are one of the people whose opinions actually matter. I think that's it, Sandy. That's a wrap. Anything else to add? No, I think it's great. I really hope people like it. And that's a wrap. (laughs) Oh my god, you're hilarious. (laughs) Hi, Life Reframers. Did you enjoy our episode today? If so, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. Also, check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca.